Yo, yo, yo. What to do, my curious friends? <laughs> so if you listen to the last episode, I'm trying to figure out, again, the beginning, my, my little entry, if I want to say curious friends or my curious peeps. So I'm just trying these two out because I got votes for those two. Just trying to see which one rolls off the tongue a little better. So still taking votes. Let me know because I'm very, very curious to know. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming back and taking a listen to my Curious Life podcast. So happy to have you here. So, so happy. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to welcome you. A nice, warm, Shelly welcome. Um, If you are unfamiliar with what this podcast is about, basically just having conversations with um, people who I look up to, friends of mine, family, um, and just talking about some things in life, some topics that are relevant to me and maybe relevant to you too. And I'm just curious to know people's thoughts. So I'm happy that you're here to join in the conversation. Um, It's been a fun ride so far. So I'm so excited to just kind of continue moving forward. If you heard my last podcast with Courtney talking about Hot Girl Summer, that was that was a that was a deep one. That was a deep one. <laughs> and a lot of people really liked that conversation. So, thanks so much for everyone that's been reaching out and just kind of like enjoying all of these little gems that are being dropped. I feel like this episode maybe very similar. <laughs> um, so as I said in my welcome um, episode, if you didn't hear it, I've lived in a few places. Over the last 10 years or almost 10 years, I have been in the States. I lived in Florida. I lived in Connecticut. And now I live in Maryland. Before then, I did move away from home. Um, So I have lived outside of the home that I was raised in for quite a bit of time. And these moves have been deemed as big moves um, because I was away from family and friends and things like that. Um, So that's kind of what I want to dive into today. The concept of making these big moves, changing jobs, moving across the country, or maybe just moving the town over. What goes into these moves? How does your thought process change? Everything that has to revolve around that. I thought there would be no better person for me to have on this Uh, episode with me than my best friend. So this is my best friend, Taisha, who I met in undergrad. We met on the very first day back in 2006, and we were pretty much inseparable since then. Um, We have witnessed each other's growth, both personally um, in our careers and everything in between there. Um, So we are very familiar with each other's moves in this world of ours. Um, So I wanted to invite her on to have this conversation. So without uh, going any further into it, 
I'd like to introduce my bestie, Taisha. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. <laughs> what, what, what it do, Shadi? What it do? You know, um, <laughs> practicing safe, safe social distancing. So. Yeah. What have what 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 did you do today? What did I do? Um, I did some work. Yeah, work. Um, from my dining room, my dining room table. And how blessed is that? Pretty blessed. Yeah. Pretty, pretty blessed. Um, you know, I I I was saying just to someone just the other day that this this um lockdown hasn't been terrible for me um, because it hasn't been it hasn't been like I I don't feel like I'm suffering Mm -hmm. um, because I'm an ambivert so you're um, (laughs) an ambivert so I'm 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 a mix of an introvert and an extrovert sorry but what was the word ambivert ambivert okay yeah yeah okay so, so the, the introvert in me is, you know, just vibing right now, like true, true. my life right now, you know, <laughs> true. Wait, so are you, but are you more of an extrovert or an, I should, I, I already know this cause I'm your best friend, but are you more of an extrovert or an introvert? It's hard. It's hard to like, I, I think I really do think I'm a, I'm a true mix. I would say at my core, I'm probably an introvert. Okay. I'm an I'm an outgoing introvert. So, like when I was a kid, I was like really shy. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, I love to dance and perform, and and <laughs> um, you know have lots of friends and go to events and like I like meeting new people. So I, but I also love my my solo time and you know reading quietly and just like right you know, to myself. So. Uh, right. I don't know. It's hard to say. As opposed to like reading loudly. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Yes. Yes. Um, I know that I every time we talk, because we pretty much video call every day, but every okay. time we talk, you have fin so let me ask you this. Did you finish Too Hot to Handle? That, yes. You did. When did you start that? <laughs> tell for real? The, tell for the real show? We're about to do this. Tell the people, when did you start that? Um, yesterday evening. <laughs> and the episodes are about, what, 45 minutes long? Are they? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not I sure. Mean, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. When I looked at the clock and it said, it's, first of all, First of all, when Netflix has to ask you more than once wow. <laughs> if you're watching, um, wow. you're doing too much. You've seen too many. You've seen too many episodes. Um, but when I looked at the clock and it was one o'clock, and I had to like make a decision, one a.m. and make a decision, like should I keep going or should I go to bed? You know, yeah. um, I think there's, I think there's a maybe an issue. But oh no no no, there is. <laughs> it's not a maybe that's like a definite there is there's definitely an issue 
because the thing is, and I, and that's why I told you yesterday. I was like, you did. I said, don't finish it. And and, this and I was, was like, I'm not gonna finish it. Yeah. And this was like <laughs> seven eight p.m. I'm like, just don't finish it. <laughs> Because now in my mind, as I was watching it, and I only have one episode left, I was like, oh my gosh, it would be so cool if me and Tasha did like watching it together. And then and then to hear that you finished it, it was like, dang. I mean, we could I could I could rewatch it. True. I'm down for that, you know? True. Let's do I it. Mean, sure. Yeah, we could do it. I, I rewatched um Love is Blind. So Excuse me, what? Yeah, there are certain episodes that I definitely watch like a few times. And I watched it with different people. So like one time I I watched it at my place by myself. Another time I watched it at my place with some friends. Another time, like I watched it at the nail salon. And another time, like there's so many times that I've watched that show. So at least you're not watching it like, I thought you were watching it by yourself over and over again. No, no, no. Okay. Insecure you will though. I will for sure. Okay, you've already seen the first two episodes twice. No, so I, I, so I wanted to. I thought of, I, I thought of rewatching the first episode before I saw the second one because, you know, these five minute episodes are not for me. So I thought about just like rewatching, but then I just ended up not doing that. Um, but I, I, I probably like most likely will rewatch the season like as soon as it's done. <laughs> that's good that's good that's yeah great. I, just, I love that show i think if it's if it's if it's good content or if it's like entertaining i'm down to rewatch. um right. typically i don't rewatch um movies okay um, like love and basketball obviously i saw that probably like 37 times right but generally i don't i don't rewatch movies um but there are certain shows that I will I will rewatch. You know? Right. So before we hop into this whole thing, because mm-hmm. you're complete, you're pretty much done Netflix at this point. What would you say your top three are for the people? What are your recommendations? Definitely Ozark. Okay. I l- love that show. Jason Bateman is a dream. Um, okay. um, what else did I enjoy? Hmm. I don't know like recent recent shows or just like ever in just like in this time oh to watch now yeah um yeah I mean I I did enjoy love is blind so I I would recommend that yeah um, for entertainment value and um handmade oh wait what's it called handmade handmade still no no uh self-made self-made oh okay yeah the cj walker yeah yeah that was really good a good like historical yeah piece and if you want if you if if anybody out there is into marvel or like comics or anything like that um black lightning which one black black lightning okay okay yeah (laughs) you (laughs) okay good good great on my block block wasn't bad um either all right all right we got it Okay. Got it. <laughs> um, um, Tasha's handle will be on Instagram. So if you need any Netflix um, recommendations, yeah. just hit her up. Hit me up. Hit her up. She may just spoil it and tell you the start from the end, but just hit oh, her up. 
I won't do that. My mom did that thing the other day. She was telling me about this movie. <laughs> and I just asked her, like, oh, what's the movie about? And she proceeded to give me all these details. <laughs> She's like, at the end, <laughs> when she said, <laughs> when she said at the end, I said, mom, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm not <laughs> watching this movie because you just, you just ruined it. But thank you. She just ruined it. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I'm so happy to have you on this episode um, because I think we have a lot to cover. Um, I wanted to talk about making big moves in life. I feel like mm-hmm. we both have made some, um, you know, big moves for mm-hmm. lack of better words. And we have seen each other through some ups and some downs and everything like that. Um, so as we start, I kind of want to start from like where we met. So we met in Hamilton, Ontario at McMaster University. Mm-hmm. Um, and we met on the first day. Mm-hmm. Did you always know that you wanted to live away from home for undergrad? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I, I always knew. I think, uh, so I went away uh, the summer of grade 10, I went to Shad Valley, uh, which for anyone who doesn't know is this, I was a big nerd. So it, it was uh, an engineering uh, entrepreneurship sort of summer camp for mm-hmm. high school students. So um, for that program, I went to the University of Waterloo for a month and I was away uh, for that whole time. And I loved it loved 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 it mm-hmm. just independence and the freedom and you know a new environment and so I think after that experience I knew that I wanted to be away for for undergrad because I just felt like I had grown so much mm-hmm. so. so when you went away for undergrad was it literally because you had a desire to just be in that new space or was it something like I just need to get out get away from home no I was it wasn't so much that I was running away from Mm -hmm. something so much as it was you know moving um eagerly towards something new and different so um you know I I had a lot of great things going on at home um you know uh awesome family Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great friends, but I, I just, I was ready for some adventure. Yeah. And I went for it. And it's my understanding that you didn't really tell people at your high school, right? Did you? Yeah. I remember having a conversation, um, at school in the pit, it was called the pit, um, mm-hmm. just like where people used to congregate. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of just talking about the schools that we were going to mm-hmm. and it was like a small group. I guess, I guess I hadn't talked about it more broadly, but mm-hmm. um, do you mean like some people from my high school that actually went to our university didn't know that we were going to be seeing each other? Right. You know, or like mm-hmm. if you had told anyone at all. Yeah, I had. Yeah, no, I had. Okay. I had. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like when I moved away, I think I definitely just wanted a change of scenery. I was, you know, just, I needed somewhere outside of my parents' home to live. Mm -hmm. Um, And McMaster just seemed like the best place. So Mac was about 
fifth, like an hour and 20 minutes from, from Brampton where I lived. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like far enough to gain independence, but close enough to go home. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember though, the first day, like when I moved in and my parents and my aunt and my grandma, when they left, I like broke down. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel any of that? No, not at all. Like really? I was, so, oh my gosh. I think my, so my mom and a family friend moved me in. Um, so I, McMaster was probably two, no, like an hour and a half, about an hour and a half drive mm-hmm. from my, my mom's place. And um, I'm pretty sure I got up early that day. Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't sleep the night before. I was like really excited. And um, my, I remember my mom saying, you know, do you, do you want us to help you unpack and like get settled? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Like, Are you I'm, serious? <laughs> yes. Yes. I was just, so, I can't, I can't explain it. I was so excited. Um, I mean, you remember seeing me during Frost Week. I think and- the first time I saw you, you were like hopping up and down and clapping. Legit. Like there was like some cheering happening and you were just like Thank into you. it. And yeah. I was just like. You, you were not were- having it. Well, no, I was like, you were with Melissa and I'm like, yo, there's yeah. some black girls there. I'm just going to like, I, I don't know why they're hyping up like that, but I'm just going to go and I'm going to see like, yo. <laughs> I was in it, man. I was, I was, I knew all the cheers. I was at all the events. I was just, I was super excited. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't even like, I don't even remember thinking like, oh, like, all the guys or any, I think it was just like newness. Yeah. That newness was yes. like invigorating, like new friends, new environment, new things yes. to learn. And just all of that was, was really invigorating. So, yeah. And I think the good thing about when, and you know, we rave about Mac all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the great thing about that welcome week was that there were so many events that I feel like our core group, who we call the Mac fam now, like we met so quick and we so just, good. we were like glued to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much it, like, if not the first day, then like that first week for sure. Right, right. Um, so going from Mac, so mm-hmm. after we finished our undergrad um, and you studied arts and sci, <laughs> arts sci, arts sci, <laughs> that's what it is, yep. 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 Mm-hmm. We did live to, <laughs> we lived together for three years. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Your next stop was what? So after Mac, I went to law school um, in, in Ottawa, um, mm-hmm. which is um, capital of Canada in mm-hmm. um, about a four hour drive from mm-hmm. my mom's place. So backing up from there, though, how did you feel? Because law is one of those things where it's just like, yo, you have to write the LSAT. You have mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. all your grades in order. Like, oh. how did you feel applying for law? What were your thoughts about qualifications? Yeah, I mean, it was the, the thing, and we'll probably get into this, but the thing that I will say about the law is that there is, there is always a hurdle or a challenge, right? And so to get into law school was a challenge. It was a hurdle. It's a hurdle for anybody because you have to mm-hmm. 
write the entrance exam um, and pass it, get a mm-hmm. good grade, uh, a good mark um, in order to get into law school. Um, and so studying for the LSAT um, was pretty stressful. Yeah. Um, you know, I took a course, I had bought the books, I had a study buddy, um, you know, and, and then you're writing this exam and it's just like, it, there's a lot of pressure. Um, mm-hmm. cause there's just a limited number of spots for law school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then preparing my applications, um, getting references, it's, it's more, it was like a lot of process that okay. you kind of just had to had to go through um and you know it's and then you gotta wait you gotta wait and find out if all of your efforts were worth it and if you mm-hmm. ma- made it into a class um so it was pretty a stressful stressful time mm-hmm. um but internally like did you feel did you feel like you had it in the bag no or did you feel no. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, 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 I didn't because, um, even though I do have self confidence, um, I think, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that I was smart, um, mm-hmm. but I still, I was like, but I'm competing against other smart people, um, right. other people who are studying just as hard as I am you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the bars raised. And so I had the grades, I had the grades mm-hmm. to get into law school. Uh, for me, it was really like this LSAT, this entrance, entrance exam. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how is that going to pan out? Um, yeah. and so I didn't, I, you know, and even, even, even if you, even if you do get a good score, like you have to write, um, a personal statement, which is like an essay, for every mm-hmm. school that you apply to mm. and that has to has to be on point like yeah and it has to be on... kind of tailored to that school too right yes. like it, it can't just be some generic thing right right and you have to you know explain why you want to be a, a lawyer why why you want to be um uh, a law student why you are you know the best person to mm-hmm to have a seat in the class, um, who mm-hmm. you are, you have to, you know, tell your story and in a limited amount of space. So it's like, what do you say and how do you capture, um, the admissions office, you know, attention and mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, give you a chance. But I, yeah, I was, when I got the acceptance letter, um, <laughs> before you bulldoze me, uh, with your, <laughs> um, I was just like, I, I was surprised, like, I was, I was surprised mm-hmm. because like, oh my gosh, like I got it. I got it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I was yeah. super excited, super happy, felt super blessed and thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of emotions, but you just, you, you never, I never thought that I, oh, I got this in the bag. Like definitely, yeah. definitely I got this. Yeah. And it was always, it was always frustrating. And we've said this before to each other when like, you apply for something and then people would just be like, oh, you got it in the mm-hmm. bag. Like, you mm-hmm. got it. It's just mm-hmm. like, you don't you don't know that. Right. You don't know that because guess what? If I don't get it, now I have to come to you and say you were wrong. 
Right, right. Your your prediction that you were so sure about, you were wrong. Yeah. And what the, you know, what I've sort of um, come to realize over the years is that when people say that, I think they're really just speaking to the faith that they have in you. And mm. so it's not so much faith in the, in in the outcome it's not so much like certainty of the outcome it's or it's just like certainty of of mm-hmm. who you are and and mm-hmm. your character and you know if they yeah. need you to be this this awesome person then they're going to say yeah. of course of course yeah. you know this law school or this job or whatever is going to want yeah. you because I know you to be this awesome person um yeah. but I think that's more at least that's how I see it now when people say that and I don't um you know shoot them yeah no I I totally agree I feel like we are our hardest critic right so Mm -hmm. it's just like people sometimes see the good in us and we get almost upset and annoyed Mm -hmm. that it's just like what do you what are you saying like I don't see that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um and there are sometimes what people call like a limiting belief about Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. and it's just like you have to know you have to identify when you're going into these situations where you want to make a big move or you want to change your chapter mm-hmm. of like, what is the limiting belief that I am, that I am putting onto myself? That's not true. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like for yourself, what would you say? Because after you did law school and you were in Ottawa for a bit, you had you made a big decision to move back to Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I know that that we've had conversations about this. And what do you think like a limiting belief about yourself was in that time? So I'm, I gotta say that I had less, I had less of a limiting belief at that stage Mm, than I did at sort of other stages Okay. Um, with other moves that I've, you know, tried to make, but I would say I had, I had less of a limiting belief because I just knew that no matter where I went next, like I was, the skills that I had were in demand and Mm. in short supply. So I Mm. actually, so like when I was thinking about where I would move after Ottawa and I was thinking, like, you know, I wanted to stay in private practice. Um, at that time, I was a, a fourth-year associate. And there there are not a lot of fourth-year associates, mm-hmm. um, fifth-year associates, sixth-year. There are, like, just not a lot of um, associates at that level looking mm-hmm. to stay in private practice. Often, mm-hmm. the transition is towards other types of um, careers. So yeah. you know, whether that's with government or um, in-house at a company. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew that if I wanted to stay in private practice, like my skill, my, my level was in demand. And then on mm-hmm. top of that, you know, I had really great work experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a great personality. I was bilingual. Like I just, mm-hmm. you know, all the things. And then specifically for Toronto, my family was there. So like, yeah, it was just like a natural fit and I could easily like, you know, sell that to a firm. So yeah, um, I, I I didn't really feel a ton of limiting 
that's awesome at that that's yeah that's a blessing that's a blessing because I remember when I was trying to get into grad school first and I started I, I applied in Canada first and my belief about myself was mm-hmm. that I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the programs were so competitive and I was just like, man, I'm not good enough. And I fully remember like writing my personal statement. Mm-hmm. And even while I'm writing it, I'm like, this sucks. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even accept myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's almost like, it's so easy when you're going to do these big moves or when you're thinking about going after this career or something mm-hmm. um, or even something as like a relationship or, you mm-hmm. know, a new job or something you, you get in your mind and you're just like, I am not good enough for this. Therefore I won't be surprised when I don't get this. Therefore what's the point of even trying right now right. so that it's almost like that self what is that that self um fulfilling prophecy fulfilling prophecy you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's just like I acted in a way where I didn't believe in myself and the mm-hmm. result was I didn't get accepted That's right. and I actually remember like having a conversation with you and I was just like yo I didn't believe in myself mm-hmm. I didn't believe in myself and I was just like if I'm going to make a move and if I'm going to do this again I have to be wholeheartedly in this or else I have not like no one else to blame than myself. Right. And I took on that that role of like, I have to believe in myself and I have to pray like fervently mm-hmm. about this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or else this is just a waste of time. Absolutely. The belief is so critical. It is so right. critical because it sets up, like you said, it sets up your actions. Everything right. flows from the belief. Like if you believe that you can get this position, you will A, apply for the job. Actually, Mm -hmm. A, you will read your resume, right? Right. You'll you'll read it, proofread it, have somebody else look at it um, so that you're putting your best foot forward. You will then submit that application. You will, you know, look and see what's in the market. You'll contact your references. You'll like, you'll, you'll take the steps Mm -hmm. to, um, prepare yourself because you believe in the end result, right? Yeah. So, but if you don't believe, like you said, if you don't believe in the end result, you won't take the steps, right? Yeah. And it's just like, it, it starts with the belief. Um, I, I think it also, as you said, starts with the faith, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Like for me, faith was so important. My faith had to be so strong because mm-hmm. especially in law, especially mm-hmm. in law with all of the the hurdles the challenges like you need faith to mm-hmm. get through to get through all of them and with you know like all the big moves like mm-hmm. having faith that you will that I would end up in a place that was um better that yeah. would help me to grow you know that would take me to another level um yeah. that would um put me in a position to meet other great people who would, yeah. you know, bless my life. Like, yeah. you just have to have faith that, you know, he'll take care of you and carry For you sure. through this journey. For sure. Are you, so are, do you feel like you're protective over 
your ideas of making a big move? Like, how do you go about telling people? Are you selective in who you tell? Do you tell anyone? Do you just tell your mom? Like, how does how does that work for you when you're when you're being approached with something like, oh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. When, how does that work in terms of who do you tell? Yeah, so I would say it's definitely evolved over time. Um, okay. I used to be pretty, I used to keep that kind of information pretty close, um, closely held. Um, I think just because I didn't want to have to explain it if it didn't work out. Mm. and so if nobody knew why wait why not because that for me that would be embarrassing because you know I'm like used to doing well and getting things that I put my mind to and so if it doesn't happen I feel embarrassed yeah right so for like if you know there are things that I'd scholarships that I'd applied for in the past mm. and I just wouldn't even I wouldn't tell my family and my aunt went yeah. to me, she was like why don't you tell us why don't you tell yeah. us these things so we can pray for you you know and yeah. I just never I would just I wouldn't I wasn't thinking about it in that way I was just thinking like oh but if I if I don't get it then you know everybody got excited for no reason so right. but now now it's part of my belief strategy right now mm. I speak it into existence. Now mm. I say, um, yeah, I'm actually, I'm, you know, looking to move back to Toronto. Um, I have, you know, started working on my resume. If, you, if any opportunities come up, let me know, you know, just like yeah. letting people know so that they can be ready for this change when it happens because it's happening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like that. You know? It's happening. It's happening. Like this, this change is happening. It, just know that it's happening. I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know when. Yeah. But it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I, I think that that's, that's, that's huge. And yeah, like you tell your family and then there are some people where you're just like, mm, I'm just going to hold off. I'm just right. going to hold off for a second. Right. Like I won't, I won't drop it in the group chat just yet. <laughs> right. Have you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Did you feel like you, um, like with your different moves, like when you moved to Florida and then Connecticut and then Maryland, did you, did you feel like you were telling the same people or did it change or did your like view of who should know, uh, did that change? Yeah. So I think that when I moved, so when I was moving to Florida, I was just like, yo, I'm so hyped. (laughs) I'm telling everybody, like everybody in Toronto is going to be jealous of me right now. so the thing is the thing is though that was after I got accepted right so whenever I am going through moves and stuff I don't tell a lot of people Mm -hmm. um because I am very protective over my it and so I don't think it has to do with embarrassment I think it it has to do with just um I just want these people supporting me right now Mm -hmm. like these people are the VIPs in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I want you to have the, the the seat. I want you to be on the bench, like cheering mm-hmm. me along mm-hmm. the way. So that when I tell other people, it's like, oh yeah, no, like Taisha was there right. from the jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Do you find that you're but, also blocking haters? Is that like what what you're trying to make? Like- for, so for, for some moves, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was in Connecticut, 
and I worked for a major institution. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I wanted to leave that and move to Maryland. There were some people that were like, but why would you leave that? Mm -hmm. Why would like, I don't understand. Like, why would you, why would you even leave that? So for those people, and you can kind of gauge as we get older, who your yaysayers are Mm -hmm. and who your naysayers are. Mm -hmm. Right. So for those people, I had told them when I was already at peace with my decision Mm -hmm. so that, whatever you said it didn't it didn't even matter right um and the thing is too is um so you (laughs) you already know like personally like how that move from connecticut to maryland was Mm -hmm. was was stressful right like in terms of making the decision to accept that position Mm -hmm. um and man, if I had told too many people, I don't know if I'd be here. Why? Because, unfortunately, when I let too many people into my space and I hear the opinions, it, mm-hmm. it, it, I, I, I have difficulty with making that move. So I think that's why, too, I know who my circle mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. in these decisions so like when I saw the position, I first called my mom, mm-hmm. I told you. Mm-hmm. And then I think I told Joy, like it was just like bum bum bum, like yeah. those you three, right? And it was just like I I just need my core who I know mm-hmm. whether they agree or not, mm-hmm. they're going to want me to be in my happiest state. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's how I feel I am in those kind of movements um and you know it is I I totally get it with the embarrassment thing um but what I've learned too and obviously you've learned this too from just time but Mm -hmm. from reading um Daring Greatly by Brene Brown like we tie our successes and our failures so much to our self-worth that when we fail at something or when things don't go wrong, we're, we're so nervous to tell people because then it's all of a sudden like, oh, I don't want them to look at me right. like I'm less than. Right. But it's just like, yo, the fact that you even went after that thing, like Man. props to you. <laughs> props to you. It's so true because, you know, there are, there are a lot of people who aren't happy with their situation, but they yeah. don't make any attempts to change the situation right and I think just like that book says which you know that was an awesome book um yeah you know it takes courage it takes courage to swish up the things in your life and right um to make a move so right that in and of itself is right you know it deserves some some applause and, and recognition I think Right. And I think a similarity between my move from Connecticut to Maryland and your move from Ottawa to Toronto is that it had nothing to do with school. So like moving to Ottawa, you went there for like law school, right? And then you stayed there because you got hired there. I moved to Connecticut because I finished up my grad graduate work there and then I got hired there. But then these next steps was literally us making taking that initiative mm-hmm. and saying like oh I'm not fully satisfied mm-hmm. here yeah. you know what I mean and and just kind of piggybacking off what you just said people will stay in 
situations understandably for right. like years and years and years yep. um but what I had to learn was how when I when I picture myself in my happiest state do mm-hmm. I see myself here mm-hmm and you can say that with many different other components. Like sure. when I see myself in the happiest state, do I see myself like in this relationship? Right. Do I see myself, you know, investing in this? Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you have to think life is short. Yep. You have control over your life to mm-hmm. some extent. I know some people have families and things like that. So you have to take that into consideration, but mm-hmm as much as you can it's just like in your happiest state happiest state where would i be right now yep yeah and it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean that that change is going to happen overnight you know right. or or within a month or you know it just um it can be something that that you work towards over time and and maybe you know you start thinking about your timeline and and yeah. you, you know, what are some things that I can change right now? You know, maybe do it like a staggered, a staggered process of what are some yeah. things that I can change right now that would bring me closer to that happy state, you know? Yeah. Yeah. How much um, do finances play a role in your happy state? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're in a lucrative um, profession. So it's just, you know, that's a, when you're thinking about a move, right? Mm-hmm. How much does that play a role? Yeah, I would say, uh, so when I was making my move from Ottawa to, mm-hmm. to, Tor- to Toronto, I was, I was considering a few other cities as well, but um, money wasn't, it wasn't on my list. So I don't know if you'll remember, but I had like a, I, yes. a nerd. Uh, I had an Excel, oh. I had an Excel spreadsheet. Um, oh, I remember that Excel sheet. <laughs> that Excel sheet, I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> Pros, cons, uh, this, yeah. that, this. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I had different categories. No, wait, hold on. Let me tell the people. Mm-hmm. She she came to Connecticut for, for, a, for a week to work on the Excel sheet, not to like gallivant and to, you know, go out to dinner a lot. I cooked a lot. I thought we were going to eat out every night, but okay. She came <laughs> to work on her Excel sheet. I had okay. a plan. I yeah, had you a had plan. a plan. I had a you plan. had a plan. Right? Yep. Go on. So, yeah. I, yeah. So, I came to Connecticut because I wanted, obviously, to see Shelly, but I, I also wanted to clear my mind and to focus yes. on this next move. Right. Yes. Like it was important for me that I make a good decision and I didn't want any noise. So I was like, let me, yes. let me find a, uh, a change, new, of scenery. change of scenery, new space, you know, where I can focus on this. Yeah. And so I had this Excel spreadsheet. Uh, I listed, you know, I thought about this happy state. What would make me happy mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. new, um, this new space. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I wanted uh, to be at, I wanted to stay in private practice. Okay. So there's, Mm -hmm. there's one, uh, I wanted to be at a firm that valued diversity, Mm -hmm. um, because I was coming from a a city, Ottawa, that to me wasn't diverse enough. So that was important, um, to be in a diverse city and firm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I, uh, 
you know, single people, yeah. single people, you know, young professionals. That yeah. was important as a single woman. Yeah. Um, that was that was also important for me because Ottawa was, you know, it's very much a family uh city. And mm-hmm. I found that, you know, I, I was I wanted um a place that had more single young professionals so that was that was part of it so I I mean I say all this to say that money wasn't really a factor in Mm -hmm. that spreadsheet like there were other things that were much more important to me um uh you know a feeling of novelty or newness like that was important like money just wasn't on the list so yeah I think I think generally I say it, it it plays a role um, but for me, there were other things that were um, important more. Yeah. That weighed more heavily. Yeah. yeah. I like actually that you said like clearing the noise. Mm-hmm. And I think we live in a time where there's just so much noise. Mm-hmm. There's just so much noise from so many directions, especially with like social media and stuff. And basically like I, you know me, like I disappear from Instagram mm-hmm. for like weeks at a time. Yeah. And it's literally because I get to places where I'm just like, I need to clear the noise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because a lot of the times in those moments, I'm discovering myself more, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm thinking about like, I have my whiteboard out and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm just brainstorming things of like what do I envision what do I want you Mm -hmm. know all of these things and it's just like sometimes we just literally need to clear the noise because time goes way too fast Mm -hmm. and before you know it it's like five years later and it's Mm -hmm. just like oh shoot I was thinking about this like last like almost a decade ago you know what I mean (laughs) yeah yeah even though it's five years later so that wouldn't be a decade ago but you know (laughs) I I feel you I I got you um but yeah, and I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's just a matter of like blocking out the time in your calendar, yeah. you know, you yeah. don't necessarily have to like catch a flight or whatever, yeah. but just like block out the time in your calendar and say, uh, over the next, you know, few weeks mm-hmm. or an hour, yeah. um, you know, a week, yeah. I'm going to dedicate to just thinking about this next step. Right. Because, right. Because otherwise other things will just, you know, in, in our, in the hustle and bustle of our day to day, um, other things will just, you know, take over. Um, right. And so you kind of have to like protect, protect your, your, your plan for this move. Right. And to, to add on to that, it's, it's not, I know we're focusing on like big moves in this episode, but even where you're at currently Mm -hmm. like in your career carving out the time like I want to specialize in I want to be an expert Mm. in this part in this area of my career like yes I want to add to my resume yes for this part of my career so I'm going to designate as you said one hour every Tuesday I I see that I have this opening in my schedule for some reason Mm -hmm. that's when I'm going to read an article that's when I'm going to you know hone into that specialty because I want to come out of this season, because I'll come out of this season. When I come out of this season, I need to be a better version of myself. Yes. yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, what yep. Do you think that there's a difference between a dream and a goal? 
Yeah. So I would say, I, I would say that the dream is the precursor to the goal. So mm, your, mm, <laughs> your dreams, yes. you can, dreams are, dreams are so important. Dreams are so, so, so important. Um, yes. Because they are, you know, sort of just uninterrupted, you know, just pure. Mm-hmm. Ideas free. Of it's what just freeing. It is freeing. Just pure ideas of, of what you strive for and what you want. Okay. Yeah. Pure, pure desire. Um, yeah. But uh, dream without action uh, is, you know. A, just, a goal without an action is a dream, I think. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So your goals um, are, yeah, basically your dreams that are, that have strategy, basically. Yes. You know? um, yes. And I think those, those steps are so important uh, to realizing a goal and, and, you know, realizing a dream because um, mm-hmm. it can be hard. I think it can be hard and like discouraging sometimes to like, just think about your dream and mm-hmm. without any plan to execute it, you know, it's just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I think it's, sometimes it's it's frustrating, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes what how dreams become unbearable for me personally is that I'm just thinking about like how do I get to that dream where it's just like how can I break down this dream into um, steps or milestones mm-hmm. that I can achieve you know what I mean yeah. um and then you make your way and you create that plan and then before you know it you're just like yo I'm living my dream exactly you know I'm living my dream and the thing is sometimes to get to your dream mm-hmm. you're gonna have to take like a detour oh, um you're going to have to be in position where it's just like mm, this is not ideal I disliked Connecticut. <laughs> did you? To like. Did huh? you? D- d- <laughs> did I? Do, yes. a episode, do a whole episode on that. No, like, you disliked <laughs> parts and aspects of Connecticut. What did I like? I oh, loved my friends. Yes. Yes. And the pizza. Oh, okay. And the food trucks. And the pizza was bomb. And the food trucks. And the, the food trucks. The food trucks were bomb. <laughs> the food trucks were bomb. That's true. And 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 the proximity to New York. Yo. I'm telling you, New York? There, there were there were good things about Connecticut. Don't just say, ah, oh, oh, Connecticut. Yo. Connecticut was all right. Connecticut was all right. <laughs> I liked Connecticut. <laughs> no, I liked Connecticut. You changed my mind. Um but I knew that with the position that I was getting in Connecticut, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is going to be a, a phenomenal start to my career. Yes. But this ain't it. Maybe. And the thing is, when you enter a chapter saying this ain't mm-hmm. it, make sure you remind yourself or else I could have still been in Connecticut. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Or just like take note of those feelings, right? Because I think like, paying right. attention to your your feelings and your emotions are really important. So like, if you, if yeah. you feel like, mm, this doesn't feel right. Like this doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. Make note, make note of that yes. feeling. 
Um, yes. If you're not otherwise like reminding yourself that, oh yeah, I did tell myself I'm, I'm only going to be here for three years. Right. Right. You know, right. But just like, right. Take, take inventory mm-hmm. because that may change too. Right. You may be like, mm, maybe one more year, right. you know, you may actually say like, I just need one more year and that's fine, mm-hmm. but take inventory of your thoughts and how you're feeling. Yep. Um, so before we wrap up, what would you say are the characteristics of someone or not I want to say characteristics because I feel like if you don't have these characteristics you can still make big moves Mm -hmm. so how would you encourage someone right now who's kind of like oh I have been in this position for like 10 years Mm -hmm. I I don't know what to do yeah I would say uh totally feel you totally feel you but um just take it a step at a time, just one step at a time. I would say for me, like writing things down and creating lists are really, Mm -hmm. really helpful. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, make a list. If you feel like you're, you're starting to get a little restless or you're just, you're unhappy, um, in your current circumstances, I would say Mm -hmm. like make a list of, um, the things that you're not okay with, make a list of Mm -hmm. the things that you want in your future. Okay. And yeah. then just like make a list of, of the things that you're going to do to, to change your situation. I think, I yeah. think really it just starts with like a step by step approach. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, and keep the faith, no. keep the faith that keep the faith it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. Maybe not right away, but it will happen. Yeah. You, you make, you, make the effort you take the steps you put in the time it will happen yeah we we have the power to create our best lives right to live that best life like we have we have the power within us so just you know take the steps to make that a reality yeah i always say faith and works like do what you need to do and if it's for you god will make it happen that's right Yo, Taisha, you the bomb. You the bomb. No, you the bomb. bomb. (laughs) You the bomb, though. Can I just say? Can I just say? You the bomb, though. Stop. Don't do that. Okay, I'm. I'm done. Yo, thank you so much. Thank you, gems, yo. Gems, gems. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Shout out to my curious life. Um, yes. this podcast that just you know uplifts me every time I listen to it uh, um, thanks yeah yeah thanks thanks for being there from the from the jump yo I'm here always yeah um, so I know I'll have you back on for a very special topic um, but until then yeah. thank you so much you're welcome love you mucho love you mucho and we'll talk soon alright Yo, motivation is in the air. Can you smell it? I can like breathe it in. It's like so thick right now. (laughs) That was such a good conversation. And I know a lot of people can kind of relate to those feelings of new chapters, you know, those feelings of being nervous of going into different chapters. Um, 
you know, one thing that I took away from this is taking your dreams, turning them into goals by just outlining some steps, some achievable milestones in order to reach them. Um, We all have the capability of putting our all into something and then just having that faith that it'll come to pass if it's in God's will, of course. Um, So yeah, I hope that you really, really enjoyed that as much as I did. You can see why she's my best friend for a reason, right? She's pretty damn bomb. Um, so if you haven't already, make sure you follow the podcast page on Instagram at mycuriouslife underscore podcast. Leave a comment, DM me, text me. Let me know what you think. I'm so excited to hear what you guys think about this. And let's have a discussion. Thanks so much for tuning in to My Curious Life. Bye.